Hey everyone, welcome to 46, episode 46. What is going on? I want to begin today by shouting out some of you guys, the listeners. Some of you have emailed me with some wonderful feedback and comments, and you've left some amazingly heartfelt reviews over on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. I had a listener email me recently to tell me about a bit of success she was having, and I wanted to share it because I thought it was pretty cool and relevant to today's episode. Back in December, I published episode 23 called Resolutions. And in it, I suggested that instead of those ineffective New Year's resolutions that we all make and don't keep, we maybe try replacing them with a list of 10 questions that I came up with. Shortly after it aired, this listener reached out to me and said that she'd never been much of a reader, always kind of regretted it. She said her goal for 2023 was to read two books. Of course, I told her she was a badass and she was absolutely going to crush that goal. Well, after episode 43, Inchworm, where I talked about celebrating small victories, I heard from her again. She wrote to tell me that she just finished her 27th book. How about that? She set the goal at two, and as we just passed the year's halfway point, she surpassed that goal by over 1,000%. March 1st. 2023, 5.15 a.m. I'm laying in bed, frustrated that I didn't sleep well, and by the looks of things, was not going to get any more sleep on that morning. So I got up, I put my shoes on, I went for a long walk. At the end of it, my Fitbit had recorded 7,800 and something steps. The sunrise was fabulous. It was quiet. I was alone with my thoughts, and it felt really good to walk. So good that I did it the next day and the day after that. And then I wondered what would happen if I walked 7,800 steps every single day for one year. Well, today's August 2nd. I've not missed a single day of walking. Five months, 154 days, 7,800 steps per day. That comes out to approximately 1,170,000 steps, or 557 miles. Why? Well, in order to explain that, we got to get some context here. Several years ago, my wife Melody turned me on to a guy named Mark Devine, former Navy SEAL, founder of SEAL Fit. He was talking about mindset and how we as humans underestimate what we're fully capable of achieving. His program's called 20 Times Your Potential. To explain his program, he used push-ups as an example. In modern America, only 11.8% of the population can do 50 push-ups. The vast majority of people can't do more than five. So Mark Devine issued a challenge for the listeners. He gave two challenges, actually. One was to take that number 50 push-ups that only 11.8% of people can do and multiply it by 20. That's right. A thousand push-ups. And I think the time limit was 24 hours, but I I can't be sure about that. Option two was to hold a plank for 20 minutes without touching your knees to the ground. Basically, taking the one-minute plank that people do on a regular basis in their workout activities and multiplying it by 20, 20 times your potential, hence his program. Both sounded ridiculous. And to be honest, both of those challenges still sound ridiculous. But if you took the push-up challenge, which I did, you could do them however you liked. You could do them 10 at a time, 50 at a time, 200 at a time, whatever worked for you. Personally, 
I chose to do 12 push-ups per set. That meant doing 12 push-ups 84 times. I drove to a small park. I found a shady spot, rolled out my yoga mat. I brought a notepad with the number 12 written 84 times, and I had a red pen. Every time I did a set of 12 push-ups, I crossed out one of the 12s. My thinking was 12 was two more than 10, but not quite 15. Five sets of 12 is 60 push-ups, which gets me there much faster than five sets of 10, which would only be 50. I'm not sure of my rationale much past that. The point of the exercise, I don't think, was to actually get the 1,000 push-ups. I mean, who could actually seriously achieve such a feat other than a Navy SEAL or a scant few ultra-fitness gurus? If you did it, well, hell, good for you. But the point, I think, was to push yourself well past your perceived physical and mental limits. The SEALs call it the 40% rule. The idea is that when your mind tells you that you're done, you're exhausted, you can't go any further, you're actually only at about 40% of your capacity. The 40% rule basically explains why marathon runners, most of them who hit the wall at mile 16, somehow managed to finish the full 26-mile race. Your brain and your body might be trying to quit on you, but if you know about this 40% rule, you can push through and well past what you thought was your limit. Now, I think this is really interesting because if we could transfer this principle across multiple spectrums, it could really serve us well when wrestling with anything we find uncomfortable, right? It doesn't have to be a physical challenge. It can be anything. Around the same time I heard Mark Devine talk, I read about this spiritual teacher named Sri Shinmoy. Sri was a musician and a poet who focused on self-transcendence and the triumph of the human spirit. Now, he didn't just talk about self-transcendence. He actually created an event that might be one of the most extraordinary races I've ever read about. And in order to complete this event, I think a strong belief in the 40% rule would be mandatory. So, you see, in 1997, Sri Shinmoy organized the first self-transcendence 3100 race, and it's been taking place every year since. In fact, the 2023 race kicks off this month on August 30th, and it ends on October 20th. So what is the self-transcendence 3100? Well, it's the longest certified foot race in the world. 3,100 miles, 52 days. But there's a catch. <laughs> you knew there was going to be a catch. First, the details. Participants have 52 days to complete the 3,100-mile course. And in order to do so in the allotted time frame, that means each runner must average 59.6 miles every day. That's two full marathons plus an additional 7.2 miles every single day for 52 days straight. In 2022, 11 runners registered for the race. Six finished. The winner? Well, that would be Italian Andrea Mercado. He finished in 43 days, 3 hours, 20 minutes, and 27 seconds. If we round it down to 43 days, that means old Andrea here did 72 miles a day. A little side note here, Andrea has won this thing the last three years in a row. The first woman to cross the line was New Zealand native Susan Marshall. Her time? 50 days, 16 hours, 23 minutes, and 50 seconds. Here's the catch. This race course covers one city block in Jamaica, Queens, New York. 164th Street to 84th Avenue to 168th Street to Grand Central Station. 0.5488 miles, 5,649 times around. 
Now, runners can begin at 6 a.m. They have to stop running when the course closes at midnight. There's no contingent for weather. Rain or shine, 100 degree heat, it's on. And during that time, runners can walk, they can take breaks, whatever, but the streets aren't closed off. So runners have to navigate pedestrians going about their daily lives, cyclists, dogs, whatever. Now, vegetarian meals are provided by volunteers who uh, work from makeshift street-side kitchens along the way. Now, before he died in 2007, Shinmoy said that the self-transcendence race challenges runners to, quote, transcend their own previous capacity, gain spiritual insights, and overcome the entire world's preconceived notions of possibility. I am fascinated by this race. Now, I want to read a little of what Susan Marshall said after she completed the race. She said, quote, slowly and surely, if we put one foot in front of the other, we do actually achieve something. And that thing, the sum total of however many days, it can be beyond our imagination because generally these things build slowly. And then all of a sudden, you have this incredible thing in your life, end quote. I mean, can you imagine the morning of the second day? Having completed the requisite 59.6 miles on day one, you have to motivate yourself through what I imagine to be an immense amount of pain and discomfort and manage another 59.6 miles. How? Well, I mean, how is one step at a time, one mile at a time, for 52 days in a row? This goes back to those small victories. Now, this all circles back to the 40% rule and Mark Devine's push-up challenge. I know it seems like an impossible task, and some might be asking why. Why the hell would anybody want to do something like this? Why would anyone attempt a 20-minute plank, a 1,000 push-ups, or a 3,100-mile road race around one city block in Queens, New York? The prize, by the way, the prize, the winner of this race, they get a commemorative T-shirt. Why? Well, I guess some people read self-help books. Some travel to India. Some immerse themselves in spiritual teachings. Some hike Everest and some run around the block 5,649 times. Maybe it's those two books that turn into 27 books. Maybe it's 512 push-ups. Maybe, just maybe, it's to prove to ourselves that we can do really hard things. For me... Push-ups are not hard. Creating a spreadsheet, that's hard. Asking others for help is hard. Marketing myself, hard. Dispensing with the self-criticism, incredibly hard. Push-ups? No. I guess on some level, I believe that if I can meet a physical challenge, then I can certainly implement the same tactics to overcome my fear or reticence when it comes to seemingly mundane tasks. No? I mean, one would think. But however it presents itself, doesn't really matter. What matters, what I find truly amazing, is that while all of these paths travel off in different directions, they ultimately lead to exactly the same place. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, consider becoming a contributor to the show. Share it, spread the word, because we don't grow without you guys. You can find out all the details and get on our email list over at themindunset.com. All right, y'all, I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. And until then, you know the drill. 
Be nice. Do good stuff. 